Yellow Card Chief Technology Officer Justin Peru has used his Auburn engineering experience to corner the cryptocurrency exchange market on the world's second largest continent. It's called Africa, ever heard of it? In just a few years, a feat impressive enough to recently secure $15 million in Series A funding from venture capital funds like Peter PayPal Thiel's Valor Ventures. That sweet little cash grab was enough to get Justin on the radar of the best podcast in higher education. <laughs> Will it be enough to put his PayPal account back in good standing? Uh, get your ears on. Let's find out. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. Oh. 1.21 You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Well, hello, loyal listeners and fans of all ages of the best podcast in all of higher education. Hashtag Getting, the award-winning Hashtag Getting. My gosh. How many more awards? I mean, the trophy case is bulging. Clean the shelf. I've got to make room. I mean, I didn't know there were so many awards out there. I didn't even know we'd applied for these. I think they come to us. They do. They're coming to us. Yeah, that would be the award-winning Hashtag Getting. I'm the um, co-host of the uh, podcast. Jeremy Henderson's my name, a uh, communications and marketing director within... No, is that what it is? (laughs) That that is not your game. What 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 is my title? Communication specialist. Specialist. Three. Oh, I said marketing director. I know. You, you. you went You're ahead and took my job. You're the director yeah, of no, my yeah. Communications and marketing That's specialist okay. level three. In the, uh, you just tell me what to do, Jeremy. Three. That was good. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, by the yeah. way. Thank you. Uh, in the uh, College of uh, Engineering, the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing, uh, my quarter zip twinsy over here would be Austin Phillips, the mm-hmm. director the director level, yep. I don't even know what level that is. That's, That's just it's just off the charts. Director. Director, just director of the, uh, the office. Uh, we got Marcus uh, Klutz over here on the, uh, yeah, quarter zipper himself, uh, on the keys it's back a, in it's action. A, it's a QZ one. Friday, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Feeling there we good. Go. That's got my it. Crest and everything. There you go. Fancy. Let the donors show up. I'll just flash them this. Wow. Temperature changes and you get sleeves. <laughs> it's crazy. Austin, Marcus, today we are joined by a very special guest. I think maybe. One of our tallest. Yeah, probably so. Easily in the running. The uh, PowerPoint, say. Seth was pretty tall. Seth was, Seth was pretty tall, but yeah. I don't know. Justin Peru? Peru, yeah. Peru! Yes, Justin Peru. I nailed it. Austin, he is a uh, soccer rules enthusiast. Just well, warning. Started warning, a, uh, the CTO, that's Chief Technical Officer, of a company called Yellow Card. Again, I think it deals. I wish Chris Anthony was on this podcast. I know we'd be having some fun, a, a soccer man himself. But, uh, Justin, uh, thanks for joining us. Oh, yeah. Happy and, to be here. And for, and for coming in. Uh, recently back from Kenya, I understand. Yeah, that is true. I went from Nairobi, Kenya, straight to Las Vegas, and then Las Vegas to Atlanta. Now, you got to tell us, what were we doing out in Kenya? I had a leadership retreat. So for the first time, we brought all the leaders across um, you know, the company. So we're in a bunch of different countries across Africa, and we have leaders all throughout. So it was the first time that we got everybody together in one place. Now, okay, we got to talk about what Yellow Card actually is. Because okay. it doesn't have anything to do with soccer. No, nothing to do. But you had to have played soccer. Nor the band, point. if y'all know the band. Or the band Yellow Card. Mm-hmm. They have that one hit song, uh, Ocean Avenue. <laughs> I knew I knew I'd heard of it. Yeah. Okay, well, so so what? I mean, what are we even talking about? What what is Yellow Card? Uh, why is Yellow Card? <laughs> Good questions. <laughs> what are you doing with your life, man? Yeah. So um, <laughs> apparently, a lot. <laughs> 
So let me start off with yellow card first. Uh, we are a cryptocurrency exchange and payments platform for the African continent. And essentially we enable people to buy and sell cryptocurrency within their own preferred payment method, you know, using cash or mobile money or bank transfer. Um, and they're able to kind of interface with the world of cryptocurrency. Uh, Justin, do you even know what cryptocurrency is? Because um, that would really help me out a yeah, lot. Yeah, we, you've had if a problem you, with that. If we, <laughs> I know we talked about it actually uh, not too terribly long ago. Uh, and uh, But, uh, you know, h- help me out. I, it's like I know what it is, but at the same time, I don't know what it is. Right. I, I think one of the kind of metaphors or equivalencies that I use is like email. If you take the idea of email, you're ex- digitally exchanging, you know, text, right, or images, sure, sure. some sort of media format, and you're exchanging that using, you know, open protocols, which email uses. But then for cryptocurrency, it's similar. You know, instead of it going from letter, you know, going through the carriers and post office, you know, that turned to di- that took to digital, so we can instantly send text to one another. Bitcoin's very similar. Instead of using banks or, you know, handing someone cash, we can do that same type of, you know, transfer of value, but digitally and, you know, near instant. So like Chick-fil-A points. Is that what we like see? Is that, I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of... He relates basis. everything to Chick-fil-A. That's I know, no, I'm, I, me too, man. I'm, I'm a big Chick-fil-A fan. I'm a, I'm a Chick-fil-A points hodler, in fact. Yes. Do you know an Auburn grad uh, helped design the uh, Chick-fil-A app? Oh, no, I didn't. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yep. Well, where are you at? What level are you at at Chick-fil-A app? Do you know where you're uh, at? I'm a, I think I'm red status. <laughs> <pretty> sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is this? Rookie. 20? Wait, wait, wait. What? I thought that was like the highest. Yeah. Oh, this Justin. guy's got Truett Cathy status. Justin, <laughs> I have to pull it up. Now. I transcended color. <laughs> I am now a signature status. I think I'm one underneath that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty good. Uh, maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah. 15 I, million. I put some work in on the Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. app. Um, Don't yeah, worry about you're, that. You're a little younger, but do you remember a show called Cheers? Yeah. Okay. So when uh, one of the patrons would always walk in, everybody would go, Norm. Mm-hmm. Right here. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. Jerry. They literally know you know? my name. This morning I go over there and what does she say? Where have you been? <laughs> yeah. It was a 20 minute order. Just showering him with mean. chickle sauce. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Okay. So uh, I want to know what brought you to Auburn. Yeah. Let's, let's back up. So today or originally? <laughs> well, today I'm assuming a car. Originally. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think when I was looking for different universities, it was pretty split between Auburn and Georgia Tech. I had a lot of friends that went to Auburn and I knew that. Auburn was very engineering oriented. And really it was once I toured here, it was just, it was pretty, it felt like family and felt like home off the bat. Whereas Georgia Tech, I felt like there was a lot of potential and I could definitely grow a lot there. But there was just something about Auburn, you know, where it felt like my group of people and some, an area that I could really thrive and, you know, have a good network. Where are you from originally? From Mobile, Alabama originally. Okay. Where, what high school in Mobile? Davidson High School. Davidson, okay. This guy knows high school like yeah. I know Chick Fil A. I'm trying to think Alabama of high school. Who, who was our good football player from Davidson? We've had several. That was a D line. Uh, no, no yeah, you don't know him. Well, no. uh, well, I, I want to know the back. We, we've heard about what Yellow Card is, but I want to know the backstory. How did this and uh, you and Chris get teamed up to to make all this happen? Yeah. So Chris and I actually. And who is Chris for everybody? Yeah, Chris Maurice. He's yeah. my uh, my co-founder and partner, um, CEO of Yellow Card. So we actually met, we were both volunteering at Camp Smile, which is a camp for individuals with physical and uh, mental uh, disabilities. And we were both counselors there. And he actually hit it off with my lifelong best friend. Uh, Chris is a year uh, older than me. And so he and Lucas, my best friend, they went off and were roommates together all throughout Auburn. 
And so I would go up my senior year of high school. I would go up and you know hang out with them for the week and spend a week here at Auburn. And I would I'd, around that time, you know, I had been into Bitcoin for a while. I think I got into Bitcoin around when I say get into it, started researching it, reading the you know the white paper and such, not investing, but around 2013 ish. Um, and so I would, you know, come and talk to him about it and teach them. And, you know, I was, just, that's all I could talk about. Um, and well, then how old were you in 2013? Um, I was 16. Good gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been, I've been in a tech for a long time. Apparently. Like, so I've been, I've been programming since I was 10. I was reading about a lot programming of, I, since when I was, I was 16, I was reading about a lot of other stuff. I was watching a different world when I was 10, so that was a pretty good show. show. Uh, Okay, sorry. Keep going. So 2013, uh, you're you're Doogie Howser and Bitcoin. Gotcha. (laughs) Right, right, right. So this is, I think, 2014 uh, when when Chris and Lucas went off to college, and I would come and visit, talk to them about it all the time. And Chris had always been very finance, business-oriented. I mean, he was, at the time, what I would define as like a hustler, right? I mean, he would buy things and sell them and, you know, drop ship. Or he would, when he was in middle school, he made, he made his first $1,000 flipping Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yes. And so, you know, here's this business. So I, I think I made like my first hundred flipping dollars. <laughs> like literally, that's what we did. We were in the bathroom, you flipped yeah. dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bought a TV out of it. Seriously. Really? Yeah. Wow. God dang, Huey And sold Big Red. <laughs> Buy it for twenty five cents at the gas station. Sell it for a dollar. There you go. Is hey. that a street name for something or the gum? <laughs> what are we talking about here? That's my card for another continent. <laughs> you yeah. got any of the big red? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's your. <laughs> that's my, that's that's my for, South that's, American yeah, crypto. That's my communist <laughs> crypto platform. Big red. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 24. So no, no, no. Four, 2014. Oh, 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 and guy's a hustler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and, and I feel like, so I was always, I've always been very tech and software oriented. He's always been business and finance oriented. And crypto and Bitcoin's kind of, you know, the accumulation of those sure, two, sure. Philo- or, you know, yeah. aspects. Areas, yeah. Um, and so it just made a lot of sense. And, you know, from there, we, we eventually started trying to sell Bitcoin on eBay because Chris saw it being sold for 150 or 100 to 150% markup on eBay. And that's when the very first time he, he hit me up about it. And he was like, hey, like, you know about Bitcoin. I know about selling stuff on eBay. What can we do here? Um, and, and so that's when we started just buying Bitcoin, selling it on eBay. Uh, and we were introduced to chargebacks and credit card fraud oh, very, very quickly. Sweet. Um, that was a good eye opener. Wait, wait, wait. Can you still buy a cryptocurrency on eBay? Can you uh, no, I don't think they, they've completely banned any like digital. What Peter Thiel have to say about that? Uh, we were banned from everything, everything. <laughs> I, I mean, so even so, now it's it's kind of funny with the recent investment. Like all of the big players that invested in us, we were banned from their platforms mm-hmm. in the beginnings of Yellow Card, like and ca- now, cash apps, you know, uh, Venmo, PayPal, banned on all of it. You were banned on all of it. Oh yeah, so you can't PayPal or anything right now. Nah. But now, Petey Boy. Is pouring money into yellow card. Yep. Do you know that? Yeah, it's, I fifteen. That up. So, so let's talk about that. Do we even do we even touch on that? I think I may have missed it. Fifteen million. Yeah, yeah. I mean, recently. is that a real number? That's with an M. Yeah, with an M. Yeah, yeah. So we recently just completed our Series A investment round, um, and we raised from a lot of big players. So v- Valor is uh, Peter Thiel's. Uh, Thiel, I said Thiel. Sorry. Yeah, or Thiel. Whatever. It is investment firm. Uh, whereas Square. And Cash App ecosystem, blockchain.com, Coinbase, Third Prime, Castle Island. There's a 
big group. Well, congrats. I appreciate that. Well, talk talk about a little bit about the new venture accelerator and, and how that has helped you all. Oh, that was. I mean, we live and what, we live t- there. Tell our audience what it is too, and, and how that's helped you all. Yeah. So the 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 new venture accelerator was always or and is a place for kind of up and coming startups to go get mentorship, have a place to work, bring your team, be able to collaborate. You know, there's other startups working there, and that in the early days, that's that's fairly invaluable to a have mentors that you could talk to that have been through it before, helped other startup startups, and then additionally be able to just go and empathize, you know, with another group of guys or, you know, people doing this, you know, similar things. Um, and, and so really it's that constant support was always it's the biggest thing. I mean, we, we had an office space there, so we would conduct our interviews. We got our first interns, Chris and I, and the entire team would just work out of this accelerator every day and work alongside uh, Dr. Baker, Lakami Baker and Lou Bufano and uh, Carrie Chandler, all of them. They were just, I mean, we wouldn't be here where we are today without mm. them. I mean, <laughs> Dr. Baker put up with a lot of nonsense. I can, <laughs> I can tell you that. Well, I tell you, our, our partners at the College of Business, through the Tiger Cage competition, through the New Venture Accelerator, I mean, mm. they're really uh, helping give an avenue for our engineering students, uh, mm-hmm. and of course, the business students, but our engineering students, um, an outlet to, to show this creativity and this entrepreneurship. Yeah. Well, Marcus and I went over there the other day. And I mean, all the good ones are engineers. Well, of course. But um, I mean, pretty know. much the only places that are actually going to accelerate <laughs> are the engineers. And this one is accelerating. I want to know what in the world, what, what are they seeing in yellow card? Did the, you know what I mean? 15 million, that ain't chump change. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, really, it's we've gone in the past year, we've gone from a team of like 35 to a team of 130 now. We went from being in three countries across Africa to 15 now. So it's really, you know, I think we've we've painted a pretty good story about what we're what our mission is and what we're trying to achieve. And, and often the big thing with especially within the cryptocurrency industry is a lot of people in the space especially the, a lot of these big companies, they, they understand that Bitcoin is going to be the most, or crypto will be the most impactful to more underdeveloped or developing regions. And everybody talks about that. Like, oh, but it's common. It's almost a meme within the community to say, oh, Bitcoin will fix this. Mm. But, but then, you know, to Chris and I at the time, it's, everyone was talking about it, but no one was actually trying to make it happen. You know, it's, it's, it's a, reaching that last mile customer is really what the biggest benefit of Bitcoin can do is provides a level of infrastructure for them where they can't necessarily have access to a bank account or you know the fin- financial technologies that we're used to. Right. So why is Africa? I mean, there's a lot of continents out there. At least seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think seven. Depends uh, on what Pangea you're talking. That's about. what we're talking about. Yeah. Now, if you hit that Antarctic market, oh, yeah. that's a burgeoning continent. Oh, yeah. right that's there. a hot market. That's, <laughs> hey, those polar bears <laughs> love their crypto. <laughs> It's cold like everywhere that. else, so it's a hot market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so, like, uh, I mean, w- the role that crypto is going to be playing in Africa yeah. going forward. I mean, y'all seem you, you seem like you're providing this. You seem like you're helping. I mean, in terms of people's real lives, how, how are y'all affecting? You said you talked about your mission and everything, yeah. and 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 again, again, anybody. There's a lot of you know crypto companies, exchanges out there, and then this is, I mean, this is targeting Africa. Mm-hmm. So help me. I mean, so what are y'all doing down there? I think one of the best things to kind of help answer that question is actually what made us focus on Africa. And it, it happened here at Auburn. So we were at the Wells Fargo off Gay Street. And we were at the time we were uh, 
Kind of. Hustling and credit card. <laughs> no, we were past <laughs> violating all sorts of FCC. <laughs> we were past all of that, you know, the fraud stuff. And we were, uh, we had set up a network of college kids, like all of our buddies from high school, at around like seven or eight college campuses around the Southeast, like US. And you could just go and meet up with these people and they would sell you Bitcoin or they would take cash. We would send them the Bitcoin directly and then that would be it. They would take that cash, deposit to our bank account. Um, so we were in eight colleges. We were doing pretty decent amounts of money. Um, but around the time, this was, I think, late 2016, maybe, um, or early 2016, the like FinCEN and some of the regulatory bodies for like, you know, payment companies, they were cracking down on cryptocurrency companies because they weren't doing what's called know your customer or KYC. So making sure that when you're, you know, helping someone exchange money, you're supposed to take their personal details and report it. Um, we saw that someone was doing similar to what we were doing and got arrested. And so we were like, okay, well, we don't want to be a guinea pig in this. And so we took a step back. That's actually when we, um, you know, became a part of the, uh, the accelerator. We started taking it a bit more, I guess, formal approach to it. Um, and so around that same time, we had met a Nigerian professor here at, at least I'm, I'm like 85% sure he was a professor here at Auburn. And every single month he would send $500 back home to his family in Lagos. And Wells Fargo was charging him $90 in international wire fees every single month, which is a fairly substantial amount of money, uh, you know, within that region. And so we walked up to him and we were like, hey, man, you know, have you ever heard of Bitcoin? You could do this for basically free and, you know, instant, at least at the time. Um, and, and then, you know, we talked about it with him for a little while. You know, this is early 2016. We were later thinking, like, what would this family in Lagos even do with Bitcoin? Like, yes, we just... You know, he could send this value of Bitcoin from where he is in you know, Auburn, Alabama to Lagos, Nigeria. But then it's just a number sitting on their phone somewhere. How do they extract that real life value? And so that's where, you know, Bitcoin can be used for and crypto can be used for money movement, like almost like an email, right? Anywhere in the world globally without restrictions. But then it's actually that next part. You know, it's like on your email client, you could receive an email. But if you didn't have this nice UI to show it for you and hope you actually respond and send emails back, it's kind of, it becomes somewhat useless or at least a fraction of the usefulness. And so what we're allowing them to do is that, that next step. So you receive Bitcoin or you are buying Bitcoin and we're going to take whatever payment method that you use in your country to pay for, you know, goods and services or pay, send money to your family and friends. And we adopt that method as a, what we call like a fiat on and off ramp for accessing cryptocurrency. So you, so if you're in, let's say Cameroon, for instance, they use mobile money. All of their their bills and you know the way that they pay power for power, send money to one another, it's through their, their SIM card, through their mobile number. And, and so we adopt that method. If you want to buy Bitcoin in Cameroon, you can instantly send us, you know, a uh, thousand Cameroonian XAF, and that'll instantly reflect on your, your uh, yellow card account. And you can buy Bitcoin instantly. And then from there, you have the ability to swap between your local currency, Bitcoin, USDT, which is a cryptocurrency that's pegged one-to-one to the US dollar. And then if you want to send it off to another coin, you know, yellow card wallet or cryptocurrency wallet, you can do that. But the real power is that you can go between the world of crypto and then you know, your local fiat to make payments you know, very quick and easy. And then the US dollar you know, backed cryptocurrency is also huge for these countries where they have you know, pretty heavy inflation of their currency. They can essentially access a U.S. dollar savings account. 
Um, and, and all of this, the exchange between all of these is free for the user. We don't charge any fees. You know, his example with the Nigerian professor, I had something similar, except it was a Nigerian prince <laughs> and it was an email and it didn't work out well for me. I lost my entire bank account. No Bitcoin. <laughs> I, I had a similar story as well, to be honest. <laughs> Did well, you really? Well, yeah. Before, I, I, way before. I, I got to yeah. know what, what, what what's next. Where, where are we going now? We, we raised $15 million. What, what are we doing? Yeah, you went to Kenya. <laughs> Nairobi. Yeah. Heavy expansion now. Um, you know, by the end of the year, we're looking to hopefully be in 30 countries across wow. Africa wow. and set up a very smooth way for them to be able to send money across borders unlike that's ever really existed. You know, right now, if you want to send money from Nigeria to Ghana, which are, you know, adjacent to one another, you have to use Western Union or, you know, some third party service that's very difficult and doesn't solve many of the problems that the banking system already has. And so with us, you know, we're trying to make it as frictionless as possible to go from one country to another country, even if they're, you know, right next to each other. Kind of the way we think of it is like inoperability between currencies, but using cryptocurrency as the intermediary and as the rails between this exchange of value and conversions. How, how are the governments down there? I mean, how they responded until YC? Um, I would say to YC specifically, they're they're a little okay. It depends on which 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 country's government you ask. Mm-hmm. Um, Nigeria, for instance. I mean, they're uh, they're a little skeptical on the entire crypto industry. So, in February of this year, they uh, blocked all banks from opening and supporting cryptocurrency companies. And so that that essentially removes our ability to operate um, at least easily there. Um, and so it's kind of a similar similar thing where, you know, one day the one country's government might decide they don't like it. And so they cease all, you know, banks to, to be able to support the companies. And so it's that's why we want to diversify so much in so many different countries and add redundancies in all the different places that we're in, because it is difficult. It's it's a it's it's a it's a very dark gray area, I would say, you know, with a lot of them, there's just not much regulation at all. And if there is, it might be a little um, you know, not not exactly the most ideal, you know, kind of state. <laughs> the most right? ideal regulation. Well, so you're going to a family reunion, I understand, yeah. in Mobile. So there's going to be some uncle, or there's going to be somebody who's going to come up and be like, son, what you doing with your life? He's going to ask me how that Bitcoin is doing. Right. <laughs> How's your Bitcoin doing? And, uh, Can I borrow 20? And I would just love to be there to, to hear the conversation. I mean, like, well, Chester, uh, well, I don't know. You probably, I'm, I'm doing a disservice here to Mobile. There's probably, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I would love to, uh, yeah, hear that conversation. I know, it's, be, it's some country folk for sure. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, uh, it'd be interesting to, uh, to see how you explain all this. I, I'm, I'm fascinated with the world. I love these kind of, I love being able to do this podcast when you can just feel so enlightened and yet at the same time still feel so ignorant just like dumb and, as dirt. And, and and just you know and, and just poor and just thank the lord that other people are going to be in charge yep. one day yep and uh and again so how old are we 20, uh, i'm 24 about to turn 25 25 mm-hmm. oh, 25 <laughs> wonderful <laughs> that's great good for you son yep. <laughs> <laughs> you've done that. well there hey yeah seriously congrats on on i mean 15 when we get that 30 mil let come on back yeah right, we'll do yeah we'll see yeah. war eagle justin can't <laughs> yeah, thank you war eagle. war eagle i appreciate it